very, very quiet. Good morning. <laughs> Sheila did that just as I was doing Bugs Bunny. No, Elmer Fudd, my bad. Good morning. It's good to see you this morning. Um, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're worshiping with us uh, by Facebook Live if you're joining us. Say hello to us and tell us where you're worshiping from and, um, and give us your greetings so that we can give you ours. So we have a couple of announcements that I want to give today. The first involves today. Today, um, right after the 11 o'clock worship service, Ms. Catherine needs your help. Today is the very first VBS workday. And you say, oh, I don't know how to teach little children. No, don't even worry about that. We need people that can, like, move couches around and undo boxes and stuff like that. And lunch is going to be provided. So if you're game and if you can help in some way, then that would be much appreciated. Vacation Bible School is fast approaching us, by the way. It's June the 5th through the 8th if you haven't signed up. Or if you have neighbors that have children that you want to help them get signed up then they can sign up by our church website. You can find a link there. This coming week is kind of our meetings week. We have our trustees that meets at 5 on Monday, finance at 5 on Tuesday, and board of stewards at 6 on Tuesday. So if you're involved in that, keep that in mind. A week from this coming Wednesday, and I'll remind you, give you more information about this as time goes by. A week from this coming Wednesday, that'll be May the 31st, we're going to have a go-to meeting uh, called Charge Conference to deal with just one little, well, kind of big uh, matter, and that is the sale of some property that was donated to the church years ago, but we have to go through, um, through all of the red tape in order for the church to be able to sell that and use that um, proceeds for, for, to help our ministries at our church. So that's what we're going to do. You'll be given a link that you can participate in that meeting um, by link. We have to announce it so many times, so many days ahead of time. But the meeting itself will be Wednesday, May 3rd, 1st. Y'all good this morning? You're looking good? Glad to see you. Let's pray. Lord, will you help us to gather ourselves and to be present in this moment and to listen to your Holy Spirit as you speak to us through the worship and through the word. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. We stand together as we worship.
You may be seated, y'all, um, except for our kids. Our kids are about to go with Miss Catherine to Children's Church. So over here to my left and to your right, everybody that wants to have fun, go that way. And there goes Lori and Jay. They're going to go have fun, too. Now, we're going to have fun in here. I want to thank you again for being here, and I, I want to give you a reminder that if you have a praise and a celebration that you want to tell us about, we like to celebrate with you. If you have a concern or a sorrow or a prayer request that you uh, need to share with us, we want to know about that too. You can fill out a card. You can put it in an offering plate when it comes by. You can text us. You can email us. You can download the church app if you haven't already done that. And you can see the prayer requests that are already on there in our beautifully done newsletter. Um, or you could just grab me and say, Pastor Sam, pray for me. And I will. And our prayer team will. Um, we are going to give you an opportunity to, to give. You always have an opportunity to give. I've already mentioned how you can give your service. You'd stay around today and help with VBS. Um, but give to support this church and its ministries. It's important, y'all. Um, we do great stuff here. Amen? That would have been the time that y'all would have said Amen. We do great ministries here, amen? amen? Yes, and we need to support them. So as the ushers uh, pass the plates around, I want to ask that you do that. Will you say a prayer with me? Lord, for all the things that you have given to us, because just as the song we just sang said, we, we came here with nothing but all that you have given us. So God, help us to share, share in the blessings that you have blessed us with so that we can be a blessing to others so that we can pass on your goodness and so that you can refill our cup so that we can keep on just doing that. We give you the honor and the glory for all that you have done, for all that you will do. Uh, you are our living hope and you are our redeemer. Lord, we know that um, we come in sometimes to this place feeling kind of broken and banged up and feeling like um, we, we need support. So help us to be there for one another and to do more than just say a prayer, but to be a prayer, to be your hands and feet, to be that listening ear, to be that shoulder to cry on. Lord, in a broken world, we remember our brothers and sisters around the world that are grieving, those who are in war-torn areas, those who are in, in impossible situations. God, we lift them to you and we lift our own impossible situations because nothing's impossible with you. You've reminded us of that over and over and over again. Help us today to, to open up to whatever it is that you have for us. Give us what we need in Jesus' name. Amen. Trust. 
song that the praise band just did reminds me of one of my favorite lines in the serenity prayer which is um, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will uh, which is 
what we want God to do, right? All right. The scripture today is John chapter 17, verses 1 through 11, and I invite you to follow along however you feel most comfortable doing so. There's a Bible in front of you, and, and you can, you know, an old-fashioned Bible, a real book. So you, can, you can take that, and you can pull it up on your phone, follow along uh, on the screen, however you want to do, or just listen to these words of Jesus. John chapter 17, verses 1 through 11. After Jesus had spoken these words, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son so that the Son may glorify you, since you've given him authority over all people to give eternal life to all whom you've given to him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you have given me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave me, I, you gave to me, I have given to them, and they have received them, and they know the truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I'm asking on their behalf. I'm not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those that you gave me because they are yours. All mine are yours and yours are mine. I have glorified, have been glorified in them. And now I'm no longer in the world, but they are in the world. And I'm coming to you, Holy Father. Protect them in your name that you have given me. So that they may be one as we are one. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. 30 years ago, this past week, I watched the final episode of Cheers. Any of y'all ever watched Cheers? Um, you have to kind of be of a certain age to appreciate what I'm about to tell you. Final episode of Cheers. There was a big to-do, there was a lot of hype, and everybody over the course of 11 years that this sitcom ran had kind of gotten attached to the characters in this sitcom. That Sam and Diane and Rebecca and Woody and Coach and Norm and Cliff, right, Frazier and Carla, and they, since we saw them every week, same time, every week, it, they just kind of became like family. And you kind of cared about what happened to them. And I remember there was a lot of hype over the final episode, a lot of advertising and that kind of thing. And, and I, I started to, part of me was thinking, this is kind of ridiculous, you know. This is, this is just a television show, you know. It's just, it's just, will the world really be any worse off without one more sitcom on television and everything? But when I watched that final episode, I got choked up, y'all. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I did the same with MASH, by the way. But I, got, I just got choked up. It was the end of an era. And this final episode, I had, I needed, in this final episode, I needed some questions answered, right? Because I needed some, you know, loose ends tied up. I needed to know what was going to happen to my, friend, my friend's before everybody rode off into the sunset. 
I had to have some things settled. Um, We've been through a lot together over 11 years. Because, you know, they had gone through changes. And over the course of 11 years, I had gone through changes, right? Life was happening to me at the same time. Happy times, hard times, all of that. So what's going to happen now? So you've got two hours, give or take time for commercial, to settle these things in this last episode. To answer these questions. To make us somehow feel okay about going ahead to the next chapter. And that's kind of where the disciples were. Um, and and I, why am I talking about cheers? Um, because this, in a way, is a final episode that we're watching through the eyes of the gospel writer, John. We're, we're seeing these characters, and except that this isn't TV. These were real people. The disciples were nearing an end of an era, and we kind of get to watch. Jesus is on his way to the cross, and this is real life. It's not a TV show Jesus is trying to, during his time with them in the upper room, trying to answer some questions, tie up some loose ends, prepare them for the future that they're going to have that's going to be quite different. They were remembering, they were reminiscing, just like they did on that last show, last episode of Cheers. They were thinking about all the things they had done, all the things they'd done together. So Jesus is gathered in the upper room with his disciples. They're kind of remembering and all the amazing things that they had seen Jesus do. And while they're remembering and while they're reminiscing and all this stuff, Jesus gives them an amazing example of servanthood. Um, while they're busy fussing over who's going to get the best place at the table, Jesus gets down and washes their feet. He said some amazing things to them, too. He said, I'm going to go away, but I'm not going to leave you orphans. I'm going to be preparing a place for you, and I'm going to come again and receive you. We're going to be together forever. But in the meantime, the Holy Spirit's going to be with you always, living inside of you, giving you peace, giving you power, giving you everything that you're going to need. I talked about a little bit two weeks ago about that discourse that Jesus gave to them and then I can imagine them reminiscing and thinking about things and Jesus saying something like hey do y'all remember when all of those crowds gathered and they were they were listening to me give them the message of the father they were they were listening to me tell them what God's will for them and we gathered and then you realized it was getting late there was about 5,000 or so of them and there was no real clear way on how we were going to feed all of these people but somehow through God's hand we fed them all with plenty left over and y'all thought that was miraculous and yes it was so do y'all remember when when lonely and desperate and and just really sick and and down on their luck, people would come. And they would either that or they would bring their loved ones that were suffering illness and had been sick for a long time and had no hope and just were 
going through it. And by the touch of God's hand, they were healed of their diseases. And y'all thought that was miraculous. And it was. And do y'all remember when even blind people would come and have their sight restored. And people who were lame would, would come and then they would walk away carrying their mat. And those whose minds were broken by the pressures of life and those who were tormented by demons would come and they would be brought back to peace and they would be brought back to sanity. And y'all thought all of that was miraculous. And it was. And then Jesus looked at them and said something like this. Maybe he said, this is what I would have said. He said, brace yourself. Because all that you've seen me do you're going to do and even greater things greater things than I have done you're going to do and then as he looked around the table he said you know you're going to be the ones now that feed the hungry it's going to be you you're going to one you're going to be the ones that welcome the stranger that clothe the naked you're going to be the ones that give sight to the blind you're going to be the ones that bring hope of a new day and a new opportunity to people that are in despair, you're going to be the ones that do all of that. Kingdom work, even more after I'm gone. These amazing things, these amazing promises, these amazing challenges, all of that reminiscing, all of that amazing stuff in this last episode. But then... Jesus looked into the future and saw a, a, a problem because I'm not, I'm not saying that it's all amazing, all amazing, all amazing because sitting around the table there were some people that had some issues, right? Like us, they had some issues. Jesus looked around that table and saw his disciples and deep in their hearts he could see that there was a potential for a lot of conflict and disagreement and misunderstanding. A lot of potential for allowing petty little problems to literally tear them apart. Jesus looked around that table and he saw different personalities just like we have. Different personalities, also different understandings different understandings about what the meaning and the purpose of the mission that he had for them was and potential for hostility over their differences of opinion and understanding even enmity and, and, and fighting if they weren't careful they could be at each other's throats in no time flat while Jesus was with them physically, it was their love for him, their commitment to him that kind of held everybody together. But what was going to happen after he was gone, right? And so in, in the air, there was not only amazing things and, and, and promises and reminiscing, but there was also tension in the air. Because they brought baggage in there. There's Matthew. You know, we take for granted Matthew. Oh, yeah, Matthew. Uh, one of the Gospels and all that. But Matthew had been a tax collector. And I imagine that there were some people that 
that's still kind of stuck in their craw a little bit. And being the kind of calculating person he is, maybe he was calculating things even as they sat around that table. There was Peter, who at times, oh, let's just be honest, at times Peter was childish, like us, right? Given to fits of temper, impulsive, right? Would shoot off at the mouth before he thought about it. You had James and John who were very ambitious. They were political. They had hunger for power and influence. And you say, well, what are you talking about, Pastor Sam? Do you remember? They got their mama to go up to Jesus and say, hey, Master, uh, can you let one of my boys sit on your right and one sit on your left when you come to the kingdom? And they were also called sons of thunder, which makes me think that maybe they had a temper, right? Simon the Zealot was sitting at the table. Simon the Zealot, we don't know too much about him, but we know a lot about the Zealots. They were fire-breathing revolutionaries. They were what we would call in modern-day times, they, would, they were kind of terrorists. They would do whatever it took to get whatever they wanted. There was Thomas, who was a natural skeptic, right? And all the others, look, they're all different. But without Jesus' physical presence there, how could they band together? How could this ragtag group band together with a common purpose? That was a problem. And I think that problem inspired what I call the Lord's Prayer. Now, it's not the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father Who Art in Heaven prayer. It's, it's a prayer. It's the Lord's Prayer in that it is the prayer that we see John record in John 17. It, it's a glimpse into Jesus' heart about what he really wanted for the Father to do. He prayed. His prayer for himself was to be glorified in final glory. He said, he said, I've finished the work you've sent me to do, which is curious because it looks like he would have said, well, I've almost finished, but he said, I've finished it because it's, it's done. You know, he'd already committed. He'd already surrendered. He prayed for his followers. He didn't pray that they would have no problems. He didn't pray that they would have no pressures or anything like that. He didn't pray that you know what? He didn't pray that they would never get COVID or arthritis. He did not pray that they would all have lots of wealth and possessions. Jesus, realizing that the tension was in the room, the turmoil and the potential for the potential for hostility and division was there. He opened his heart up in such a beautiful way and here's what he prayed Holy Father protect them in your name that you have given me so that they may be one as we are one he prayed that for them and he asked them to remember his love for them and then in 1 Corinthians 11 Paul writes this about what happened it says that Jesus took a loaf and he gave thanks to the Father and he broke it and he gave it to them and said, this is my body broken for you. Remember me whenever you do this. 
And then he took the cup and he said, offered thanks to the Father. He said, this is, this is the new covenant. This is my, my blood shed for you. Remember me. And from that day until this, all the way down through the centuries, we do that. We remember. It's supposed to bind us together, you see. Because we come into this room with the same potential for all of the divisions and all the problems and all the tensions. And Jesus knew without that unity and without that oneness of purpose, they couldn't fulfill the mission that he had for them. They couldn't carry on his ministry that he had given them. They couldn't do those even greater things that he said that they were going to do after he was gone. They could not turn the world upside down without what he was praying for them to have. Well, maybe you wonder sometimes when we come in and it's not uh, a wedding and it's not communion, but we still have white pyramids. Do you all ever look at stuff like this? Okay. Um, this is one of those transition Sundays because we're moving to a new season. Next Sunday is the day of Pentecost and we will enter into a new season and we'll have bright red um, which I love to symbolize the fire and the Holy Spirit and the power and the birth of the church so the church is really born out of Jesus's prayer in that upper room his prayer for unity his prayer for unity that um, all of those who, uh, who gathered and all of those who saw the Holy Spirit come would be able to go forth and to witness all these things that he was telling him. So Jesus saw a problem and he shared a prayer. But I want to ask you a question. Was this really the final episode? The disciples kind of thought it was at first. But then after Easter <laughs> and after Pentecost, they realized that it wasn't really the final episode at all. It was a beginning. Kind of a dawn of a new day and, and a new future and a new promise. Not a final episode, not even a rerun. Which, by the way, you can still watch reruns of Cheers if you want to. So today, when we look around us, all of us here and you're watching, we know that you're out there and you're part of the same communion that we are. And there's still a potential for problems. We still got differences of opinions. We still have potential for turmoil and division. For heaven's sake, we've just witnessed a split in our own denomination and if we can't even agree with other Methodists, then what makes us think we can agree with even people that see things even more differently? But if we get a little bit closer to home, not talking about the United Methodist Church or other, all the hundreds of other denominations, but just right here in our church family, we are kind of coming upon our final episode together. I'm speaking personally here. I only have a few more weeks to be standing up here. 
And I look and I see different personalities, different understandings about what the mission of the church is. And I sometimes wonder, what would Jesus' message be to us? What would Jesus' prayer be for us? I'm talking about Gaston First United Methodist Church. Do you think his prayer for us would be that we would never have a worry, that we'd never have a problem, that we would never get COVID or flu or arthritis, that we would somehow win the lottery and all be rich? I think his prayer instead would be, Holy Father, protect them in your name that you've given me so that they could be one as we are one. I think that would be his prayer. Because without that kind of unity of purpose, I'm not talking unity of opinion, I'm talking about unity of purpose, then we cannot carry on Christ's mission in this community and in the world. We can't be the church that the world needs us to be without that. That's Jesus' prayer for us. And I want to say to you today, and this is just from me personally, our final episode that will be in about four weeks or so will not be a final episode. It won't be. Because a new thing is happening. A new thing is happening. Many of you have already gotten to meet Pastor Sherry and... And, and there's something new that's going on. There's a newness, the dawn of a new day. Whenever we gather to worship, there's potential for problems, but there's also potential for newness, potential for healing, potential for life and power to bind us together in the bonds of love because of what Jesus has done for us. Because what he has given to us is a, a future with hope. A future with hope. Not final episodes, not even reruns, but brand new hope. Let's pray. Lord, how blessed we are that we have in the midst of all of our problems and even potential for further problems in the midst of all of our differences and our failure to agree on even small things that you've given us in the midst of all that a brand new hope because of what you have done for us because of the example you live for us because of your word that you have given to us because of the power and the promise and the presence of the Holy Spirit we can move forward so thank you. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Will you stand together as we worship?
Savior, I come, quiet my soul, remember, redemption's hill, where your blood was spilled, for my Everything I once held dear, I count it all as lost. Lead me to the cross where your love poured out. Bring me to my knees, Lord, I
pray. God, protect us, empower us, fill us, make us one so that we can go forth from this place to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen.